What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show with me, Sean Sheehan, here on Sherdog.com. And today we are looking ahead to one on Prime Video 15, which goes down this Friday night, October 6th, over in Bangkok, Thailand. And it is another quick turnaround here for one championship after, you know card of the year contender last week that was absolutely fantastic if you haven't uh, watched that card I have a recap video here on Sherdog.com so uh, feel free to go and give that a, a watch it was a really epic card a great card loads of knockouts and loads of fun fights on it as well and we have whew, a, a dinger, as we'd say in Ireland here, of a main event uh, in the uh, uh, atop this card. I can't wait for it. It's maybe not as as long of a card, but there's some very fun stuff in here, especially for the uh, the grappling neophiles, as you'd call maybe even me, who, who like to watch uh, the uh, the odd grappling match at one championship. There's a real fun one on this. So it's, a, it's a good card overall. Before I get into the card, I just want to discuss one thing, because, uh, oh, you know, if you've watched these previews over the last couple of years I think I have tried to add in a bit of maybe context to the cards context to what's happening uh, in you know the the chasing back of a podcast over in Severe and make all the chasing back and I think it's very important especially with a kind of the kind of the changing landscape which we were we are literally in the middle of you know something is happening with Bellator we don't know what it is is you know, it being bought by PFL, is it going out of business? Is it still being run? Is it, we don't know what's happening, but we do know we're in a changing landscape one way or the other, right? Either change will be it'll stay the same, or change it'll be it'll it'll change massively over the next while. So, uh, one championship is obviously a, a major part of that. And there was a discussion in the last week or so about different parts of one championship. And, you know, Chattery came on the broadcast as well and he said MMA was a worldwide duopoly with uh, one championship and the UFC, which, you know, is as someone who studied economics and uh, what monopolies and duopolies are, I'm, I'm, you know... I, I'm not sure if that was completely accurate, but you see what he's getting at. You know, you see that that's what look, that's what a promoter should be doing. That's what Dana White has kind of lacked doing over the last while to actually push his promotion. Because even if even if that's not true, right? To say it and people think, oh well, maybe it is true. You know, that's what you want to do. L- like embellish, lie, you know. That's how you you know, you, you see it and you see it and you believe it, not to go full Luke Rockhold on it or anything like that. And when you say it, other people will believe it. And I think, like, I think that's a, a smart thing to do, right? But aside from that, we've had a lot of talk of who's the number two. I think, was it MMA on point, maybe put out a graphic who's the number two and some people were chiming in with who, you know, oh, it's still Bellator or PFL are taking over or oh, it's one championship, whoever it might be. And there was another thing that went down as well. But just on that, firstly... I think it's interesting now that it's probably more of a debate than it ever has been before, right? In terms of, not in terms of who's the number two, because uh, we, we we usually knew who it was behind the UFC, right? But in terms of who's number two and who's number three, or who's number two, three, four, who's number two, three, four, five almost as well. You know, you can try in KSW, you can try in Octagon, you can try in Cage Wires as well, I think, into that, who've all done phenomenal stuff in different ways over the, the, the last few years. Um, and maybe there's there's one or two more, and maybe I'm, I'm missing as well, that deserve, their, uh, deserve the accolade. But 
I just think that that debate is fascinating. And I think one championship with the level of fights they've put on over the last while, the level of events they've put on over the last while, are definitely in the reckoning. They're definitely right up there. Um, you know, myself and my, my colleague Ian over in Severe May do like a rankings and like they have been number one in our chasing pack rankings before. You know, it's I think it, it has changed and gone up and down over the last while, but they're definitely in that conversation. So I think it's... That's good for MMA. Like, if you think about it, like, last week, there was no UFC, right? And we had we had a one card, we had a, uh, a PFL Europe card, and we had a Cage Warriors card. And do you know what? I actually enjoyed it way more. I, I really, really enjoy non-UFC MMA, almost more, I think, than I enjoy the UFC these days. And I think more and more people are becoming like me in that way. You know, some people will go, oh, Sean, what are you talking about? We only watch the UFC and that's it. And that's fine for some people, right? But I guarantee you a lot of people listening to this video are the opposite and enjoy the way, like all the fighters in this card I'm about to talk about here, I, I looked through my notes and I had notes on all of them. We've seen them all recently. We, you know, we've, we've been able to analyze them. We remember them. Whereas in the UFC, you're like, oh, have I ever seen that guy before? You look him up and he's, you know, on Sherdog and he's six UFC fights before and you don't remember any of them because they're buried in somewhere in the Apex card. And it's wild. And I do, I do think there's an advantage here. And I honestly think that one, Bellator, PFL, everyone else has been doing a really good job of taking advantage of that over the last while, right? And just one other thing I wanted to mention as well, because this is something I have frequently mentioned on these shows over the last few years. And that is the card being a little bit different, right? Uh, so, and, and not just the card, the event, sorry. I should say the event rather than the card the card as well but mostly the event like making themselves different having kickboxing having Muay Thai having grappling having MMA as well I I think it was Luke Thomas put up a tweet about you know people watching Muay Thai and it being something that um, people are getting more and more into and I kind of replied to him and go well I wasn't the biggest Muay Thai or kickboxing fan over the last while but I've been watching these one championship cards and like there's maybe two three Muay Thai, car Muay Thai fights in the middle of the event and I'm like well this is really fun. Like the Assetin Powell last week. Well, next time Assetin Powell is fighting, do you know who's going to be watching? Me. And I'm not the biggest Muay Thai fan in the world. I'm becoming one maybe because of it. But I really think one championship, what they have done in the last while for your hardcore MMA fans is get them into the grappling and the Muay Thai. And let's sort of kickbox them. A little bit of kickboxing as well. Over the last while. Over the last, like they, they really have, uh, like Smila the last there, the the, the the Swedish lady fighting in the comment event. Whenever she fights, I'll be watching her. She was unbelievable, and I heard I heard from uh, Danny McCormick as well that she does jujitsu as well. If she goes into MMA, there'll be no one more excited than me, right? And I, I think one championship deserve massive credit for that. I really, really do think they ha they they do. Like they're almost doing for those um, uh, arts what the UFC did for the arts early on, you know, when they got people interested in jiu-jitsu, got people interested in the other martial arts to become a mixed martial artist. It's almost reverse engineering martial arts what one championship are doing. And honestly, I think they deserve great credit for this. Now, I wouldn't be, if I didn't believe this, I wouldn't be saying that I'm not out here, you know, promoting one championship or anything like that. Far from it. You know, if, if I didn't enjoy it, if I was oh, boring, another MMA fight or another Muay Thai fight here, I'd say it. Honestly, I, I really would. But that's not the case. And I think, like, I speak to other people who watch as well. And, I, you know, Luke did and other people. And you see the replies to even Luke, Luke's tweets saying that, you know? Saying, like, oh, I've, 
I, maybe I wouldn't watch a 10 fight, 15 fight Mai Tai card, but when there's two on um, a one championship card, yeah, I'll watch that. And then maybe, oh, I see they're fighting on one of the Friday night events. Like, ooh, maybe I'll tune in for you know, Assetin Bowl or maybe I'll tune in, tune in for, uh, you know, Rad Tang or whoever it might be. And that's, that's really smart. Now, maybe that's a long-term play for their Muay Thai and everything, but I think joining with the MMA has definitely worked and definitely is on the way to working for doing what they're doing. So, great stuff. And I must say, uh, I really didn't expect it when I came into one championship. When I was watching the cards at, at the start, you know, when I started covering them for sure, like, and I've watched one championship before, but more, you know, in a more casual way, I suppose. Um, they're on, they used to be on a, a, a better time for uh, for um, uh, Ireland, I suppose, but now that they're on Prime, they're, they're on American time, so it's a little bit uh, different now. But I... I I was expecting not to like the format, and I really love it. I really, really, really love it. And long may that continue. Um, and it will continue this Friday night as I started with this card. In the main event, we have, uh, and let's get straight into it, straight into it after uh, nine minutes of a, of a rant there, but a, a good rant. I, I, like, there was another thing this week, actually, that got to me a little bit, and now I'm, I'm on my uh, soapbox, so I might as well. Someone was saying, like, oh, people covering MMA hate MMA. It's like... And maybe some of them do, but like, and so, look, sometimes you don't like the job, or sometimes you don't like having to stay in every Saturday night. Well, I mean, you know, every job and everything has issues. God, by God, I love MMA. Like, I love MMA. Lo- love watching it. Love watching fights, preparing for these cards. I love seeing the fights and going, oh my God, I can't believe I was that wrong, and then adjusting it for the next time, which happens all the time. The MMA is a, a different world all the time. It really is every week, every fight, it's something new. Whereas that's not really the case for other sports. You know, the Premier League, if you're watching, I'm either playing Saturday, they're playing, you know, Tuesday again, they're playing Saturday, they're playing Wednesday, they're playing Sunday. It's just the same team with the same people week in, week on. They might change a little bit. But with MMA, you have different people all the time. And even those different people are different between fights. So it's, it's brilliant. And I, I, uh, I love mixed martial arts, I love covering it. And, um, I love this card as well. Tanley against Ilya Freemanov. Get Let's get into it. This is a, a, a very, very interesting fight against two guys who are absolute beasts. You know, every, every time I do a preview and I click on Tanley and Sherlock and I see 38 years of age. Now, I, I, I've only done that uh, once. I, uh, it was probably 37 and 36 the last time. But you get me either way. I'm shocked. I'm like, how is he that old? He doesn't look that old. He doesn't fight that old and all of that. And, you know, he is... Uh, an absolute beast now he's coming off of that loss at 1-160 last year against Tanka unanimous decision but he was on an unbelievable run before that beating Gary Tone and beating Martin Huynh and, and many more uh, before that as well um, Ilya Freemanov is on a similar run to, to what he had before that has won what five in a row now um, is undefeated and he's two fights in one championship and you know he's an absolute an absolute and utter beast uh, fighting for the the, uh, the the title over there. And I think it, it the Federate title even, uh, the interim title. And I think it is a very, very intriguing matchup. Like Tanley, I, I was looking at my notes after watching a couple of his fights and I, I was like, okay, let's adjust these notes. And I was the first word I was about to write was the first word I already had in my old notes and that was power. Power, power, power is is Tanley. Now, there's another guy in a second we'll talk about who's all power as well, but let's talk about Dan Lee first. He's, I describe him as a southpaw switch stance karate boxer. Um, 
taekwondo kind of artist as well uh his last fight i believe let me just check this yeah it was the first time he's ever gone to a decision and he's been fighting you know, since 2000 and uh since 2013 as an amateur since 2000 Oh, actually, they say he's amateur fighter in 2005. Oh, no, they're the, they're the ultimate fighter ones, but, uh, you know, he, he had one amateur fight in 2009, got to a decision. So there were, what, 14 years between, or 13 years between decisions there. So if it's that long again, I think he'd be doing well. But this guy is, you know, just such a good fighter. And, you know, you kind of want to see him bounce back here. And, you know, we'll see who'll win or lose, but... I think to bounce back here and give a performance is a massive thing for him. You know, against Ilya Freemanov, it's going to be tough, though. He he really, he is one of these guys that just has it all. He's strong kicks, solid counter-striker, lovely right hand, and again, power, power, power. This guy has huge, raw, insane power. You know, nine wins, um, ten inside the distance, nine by knockout, and... That really is him. He tr- like uh, early. Uh, I, I watch. I've been watching a good few of his fights. Obviously, for the the recent uh, Sherdog previews um, or one championship previews, even. And earlier in his career, he was more of like a, you know, he, he, not a, not a one punch kind of artist. He he, but he true like he waited for his shot. He took advantage more of mistakes and things like that. And I think when you up the quality of opponent, you have to kind of create those mistakes. So he started throwing more in combinations. He started switching stances a little bit more. He always threw those front kicks, but he's really good at them. Very good in the clinch. Very strong elbows as well. Like that kind of curling elbow that he throws at times off the break is absolutely vicious. Um, and again, like, I think it's, the there's three things really that make him very, very good. Um, it is that power with not just the the kicks but the punches as well it is as i mentioned the combinations and i think it is that switch stance because imagine like the door shot they always say is the one you don't see but what if you're getting that from a guy whose stance you don't know he's fighting out of with massive power and maybe another shot or another two shots came before it that's nightmare stuff and especially against a guy who's as good as uh as Ilya freeman of um like, I, I think he has to be the favourite here. But the weird thing is, right, for a guy, he's 27 years of age, he's 14 fights uh, into his career, and he's fought some very, very good guys, as has Tan Lee. There's, there's almost like, I don't think they've necessarily fought someone similar to the other, because uh, absolute, you know, bomb artist uh, <laughs> power strikers are, are, you know, they're around, but the, if someone who gets to this level doing that has usually beaten guys who are less good at doing that, if you want to put it that way. Whereas now you're meeting top-of-the-range power artists against another top-of-the-range power artist, and it's almost unusual for both of them. Um, I'm going to give my pick. I'm going to pick Ilya Freemanov. Um, and the reason for that is I think if this fight goes longer... I think, one, he'll have a better gas tank. And that's the most important thing in fights like these at times. Um, If the power is... Look, this could turn into a matchup. Whoever lands the first power shot wins. And the cardio and all that will will mean nothing. But usually in fights like this, they have to pay each other respect. They have to respect that power. And when they don't, it's actually 
even if it even if the fight just is in the second round or whatever, it's almost the person like here's a good example of it. And it was this is the first round, Cyborg and Nunes, two power behemoths going at each other, and it was the one with like the little bit more energy, I feel like at and a little bit more confidence. The little bit more cleanliness in her strikes won that. And I think that is the key for Fremenov here as well. I think he is a little bit more clean with the strikes. And, you know, if this turns into a fight where we're basing it on power, and let's say they go even for power, the little bits around that might be the winning of it. And I think Fremenov is just a better all-around fighter. Um, and that's the reason I'm picking him. Now, with that said... Tan Lee, if he catches anyone, he can knock anyone out. Fremenov catches anyone, he can knock anyone out. Uh, and I think... I, do you know what? I, I actually... When I say I think, I don't know how this fight's going to play out. I really don't. Um, the two, I, I gave you two options there, I think, for how Fremenov might win it. And I think one of the two of them might, options might be how it plays out. But I really don't know. Like, will they, will they both kind of stand back and not throw those big shower shower pots uh power shots so they won't get countered and hit with the the op- opposition's power like that could turn into a, li- a a little bit of a uh i suppose a stair fest early now with the referee in one championship and forcing him to to fight that won't last long as we know we saw last week as well but maybe that's how it plays out early like who'll be the first to blink if that's the case like will i know Fremenov has a bit of wrestling in him as well will he try to get the fight to the ground now tan lee has been working i know with um with uh ryan 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 hall whose name I forgot. I almost called him Ryan Garcia there, but no Ryan Hall. Um, and he's good on the ground as well, like definitely improving over the last few years. But I, I just think Fremenov, if that if it goes there too, I think he'll have the advantage. But I really, like, I don't know how this fight will go, but I think in most ways it goes, I think Fremenov might have a slight advantage unless it goes with Tanley punching him square in the face. So there you go. Right. Um... I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna concentrate mostly on the MMA because that's where the uh, you know the, the expertise maybe lies here. But uh, there's a Muay Thai and a kickboxing match next on the card between uh, Tuan Shai against uh, John Natwood. I think that fight kind of changed in the last week or so, possibly. And you know, if anyone has watched Tuan Shai over the last while, I think you know they'll probably uh, <laughs> they'll probably tell you how good he is. He fought David uh, Kiria on one fight night thirteen, I believe, and got I uh, broke his arm. With a big shot there, so he's very, very, uh, in, you know, good to watch. You know, I think um, uh, his opponent has had a couple of Muay Thai, had a couple of kickboxing matches on one championship over, over the last while. He lost to uh, Alazov uh, and Petrosian recently, but you know he has a lot of wins down through the years. Um, you know, he's been in there with the likes of Regan Ersal as well, who's you know one of the top guys in the world. So I'm sure that will be uh, an interesting one. I really like the flyweight championship matchup as well between John DeBella and Daniel Williams like Williams has fought MMA kickboxing the whole lot and he's a very very good fighter um he just never stops he's a dynamo of a fighter you know he was in that uh, Rod Tang Rock'em Sock'em Robots fight 
lovely body kicks, lovely jabs. He doesn't know he doesn't have to be worrying about the, the takedown here either, which is an issue in his MMA fights, obviously. But I think recently as well, he's a guy who's changed a little bit, maybe less output in his MMA fights. I watched a couple of his old kickboxing matches, and that was kind of the case there too. So I wonder if that'll be the case here uh, against the Bella. Like the last time out, he was so impressive, uh, came through a, a close fight. Cardio, I mentioned it earlier, it's a real, real plus point for him as well. He is great cardio, comes on late in those fights, and you have to favour Debella, I think, in that one. Um, there's a massive open weight grappling matchup too between Mikey Musumeci and Shinya Aoki. And I know MMA fans will be well aware of who Shinya Aoki is. And I think Mikey Musumeci has probably one, been one of the, um, the standout non-MMA fighters two MMA fans over the last while, you know, his personality and, you know, his odd style and all of this, it's just been very interesting. You would think him against Shinya Aoki would be a big advantage for Mikey, but Shinya, it's open weight. And, like, Shinya's fought, what, Shinya fought at middleweight? He's definitely fought at lightweight anyway and before and, and welterweight, I believe. Now, he's, Shinya a lot of time is the smaller guy in there in MMA fights, but I think he'd be the much bigger guy in this one. I just wonder how that plays out. Like, you would have to think Mikey's jiu-jitsu is just going to be on another realm and wants to fight, you know, gets to the ground, or the matchup gets to the ground. Uh, Mikey should be able to to do his thing and have his way with him, maybe. But you never know. You never know how much size will play into it. Like Shinya is a very good grappler and all of that, but you'd have to favor Musumeshi there now. That's me who hasn't a clue about jujitsu giving you a jujitsu breakdown. Maybe someone better than me would be able to do it. But do you know what? As someone who isn't an expert in jujitsu, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Right, back to the mixed martial arts. Very interesting fight between Jasia Pasio and Mansour Malashevich. Mansour. Just a, a really, really, really good wrestler. I watched a few of his fights and I was taking notes. And I, you know, I usually like to take a good, a good few notes and, you know, I have, I have a lot of things to say here, but I just wrote down wrestler, right? Because I had watched Pasha before that and he just needs to wrestle against Pasio. Like, I think most people watched his last fight against Jared Brooks and saw what happened in that, you know, after going on a great four fight winning streak before it and getting you know a good few finishes in the middle of that as well it was just wrestling 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 and he had a big issue with that I think the biggest thing for Pasio look this is a good matchup for Pasio in terms of if he wants to close that hole and test the things he's done to close it Mansoor is perfect for that he's undefeated 11 and 0 he is going to wrestle you and he's going to non-stop wrestle you I think this will be interesting as well I believe I believe it's in I believe it's in a cage this time, if I'm not mistaken. His last fight was in a ring. Um, was um, was Mansoor and the wrestling in the ring is is tough because you take a guy down and then it's moved and you can't secure the position. But either way, I think I think that's what he needs to do. Pasio, do you know what? I, I've always said this about him, but he fights slower than you'd expect for a guy you know that small. But he's powerful and more powerful than you'd expect for a guy that small as well. He's a, I would say, a steady, smart pace. He loves his spinning kicks. Um, he always throws in twos, always throws in twos, always the jab and the right hand after it. Or else, like, he either shoots with a takedown and throws the right hand after it. Sometimes he switches that lead shot, but it's always the right hand after it. You know, it could be a jab to the body with the right hand, it could be a left hook with a right hand. You know, but it, that right hand is always there. And I love that. I love to see that from fighters because I, I really, like, 
I, I, I don't think fighters fighting combinations enough and he's definitely a good example of that now the problem is when you're fighting a wrestler and the first shot in the combination is a, a leg kick and you get taken down from it there's issues there um what he's really good at though is well if he does hit someone he's very good at putting on a big pace and finishing them off he doesn't like the pressure um he tends to wrestle guys when they put him under pressure which just plays into the wrestler's game a lot of the time as well but he is strong in the clinch um he he you know he's good body lock takedowns good control good ground and pound but he's definitely more of a striker and you know against a guy like Malachiev Malachiev who you know he can strike he can fight well uh, a well-rounded game but you just do not want to get into a clinch with him because what's going to happen he's probably going to turn you around get the body lock that you wanted and take you down so Pacquiao needs to fight you can fight your slower game as much as you want but you have to get more control than you usually get you have to push forward a bit if you're pushed back and it turns into a grappling match you're in big big trouble there Big, big trouble, and he definitely does not want that in um, in this matchup. Absolutely not. But um, yeah, I'm going for a Mansoor in that one. I think, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a long night for uh, for poor old Pasio in that one again. Um, one of my favorite fighters in one championship uh, is fighting in after that. Echo Ronnie Saputra. He's fighting uh, Hu Young. Um, Echo Ronnie lost his last one, but he had six finishes in a row before that. He's massive power shots, a very talented striker. Um, loves to dip under and go for a, a big double leg as well. He's known for his jiu-jitsu, excellent on the ground. And, you know, a, a quick finisher is uh, is how I would um, is how I would describe him. You know, seven and two. So not, you know, doesn't have the, the most fights or anything out there. Has only been fighting since 2019 as well, you know. So uh, his opponent's. 27 years of age, 16 fights, won 11 of them, uh, finished six by a via knockout. You know, he's been in there with um, Yuya Wakamatsu, who's right up there at the, the very top as well. He's in there with Y2K. Uh, he uh, he beat uh, Jehe Estequio uh, uh, two times ago, two fights ago, and won his last fight against uh, Sung Hoo Woo uh, via split decision. But a very, very talented guy uh, is who he sits down low and he shots ready to throw a great chin. I don't know, does he have the best wrestling in the world? And I think Echo Ronnie will be looking to make make that pay, make hay there. Uh, nice leg kicks, lovely oblique kick. He spams the leg kicks maybe though. And, you know, that's a good thing, but a bad thing as well. It can be very energy sapping, as well as a guy who has all big movements. All kind of one-shot knockout power, bombs with the right hand um, against good strikers as well, you know. But he he's always he, he he backs up a little bit too much as well, and then throws the right hand, and that doesn't help him. Now you know he he can wrestle himself, but his takedown defense isn't the best in the world. But he's always moving, always throwing. There's always a chance. I think. I think he will either. I think he'll need to get Echo Ronnie out of here. I really do think that. And if he doesn't, Echo Ronnie will take him down and probably submit him. I would say, and I think that's will happen. I'm going for Echo Ronnie to win that one uh, there. And in the opening bout of the night uh, is another very interesting one against uh, one championship legend, uh, Timothy Natsukin, who's taken on Leaping Zhang. Um, look, Timothy has been around. Since God was a buying out, they say he's still only 33 years of age, 21 fights into his career. He's fought in everyone, f- fought in? He's fought everyone, you know, defeated Eddie Alvarez, 
uh, fought Christian Lee, fought Amir Khan, who we saw last week. He's even fought, you know, the likes of Herbert Burns, Edward Feuerlang, you name it. He's fought him, and uh, he still has a pretty good record to show for it all. You know, eleven of those fourteen wins have uh, have come inside the distance. Um, and you know, his opponent also thirty three years of age. He's been around even longer, forty five fights, twenty five of them inside the distance. You know, twenty five of thirty three wins inside the distance as well. And you know the. <sighs> The, the list of people he has fought also is massive. You know, he's fought Edward Fialong, uh you know, and many, many Hermes, Frank, uh, J- Jan Hagens is fighting in Cage Warriors here coming up next week as well. You know, he's been in the UFC, fought Cage and Johnson and, and Chris Wade and many, many more. It's a very interesting fight, this one. Um, Liping is, is a strong wrestler, wrestler. He likes to posture up. Ground and pound while controlling. Great at passing. Power strikes. Lovely front kick um, to the body. Lovely front kick to the face. Um, and he can knock guys out. He can absolutely spark guys out. He did it to um, uh, Ruslan Imabek, who coming into that fight, I was thinking he had a bit of a good chance, but it didn't look that way at the end. Um, wrestling can be an issue for him sometimes, though. Uh, you know, and that's you can... Just a well-rounded guy. Power strikes, draws you into a war, and I like honestly, at this stage of both of their careers, I don't think either of them will have any problem with that. I think this is going to be an absolute war. I think they're both going to go for it. Um, I like you have to look at Natsukan and say like he's lost his last three in a row, be knocked out in all three. I know you know. Uh, Liping lost his last one as well, but a went to decision against Said uh, Ismagayev, who's a very very good fighter. Um, you know, Timothy been out since last year, so it's almost it's over a year, in fact, since he last fought. Almost exactly a year since he last fought. I I, I think I'll have to favor leaping here to win this one, but uh, I think it's going to be a very very good and very very interesting fight as well. So yeah, that's it. Uh, again, another great card from one championship, and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing it. And I hope you are too. Let me know your fight at night in the comment section below. That's what I want to know this time. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a like, give us a subscribe if you would be so inclined. And I hope you enjoyed the video. From me, Sean Sheehan, for SureDog.com, I'll see you all next time.